The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He met Philip and said to him, Follow me. Philip was from the town Bethsaida, the same as Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the man that Moses wrote about in the law. The prophets wrote about him too. He is Jesus, the son of Joseph. He is from Nazareth. But Nathanael said to Philip, Nazareth, can anything good come from Nazareth? Philip answered, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him and said, This man coming is a true Israelite, one you can trust. Nathanael asked, How do you know me? Jesus answered, I saw you when you were under the fig tree before. Philip told you about me. Then Nathanael said, Teacher, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. Jesus said to him, Do you believe this just because I said I saw you under the fig tree? You will see much greater things than that. Then he said, Believe me, when I say that you will all see heaven open, you will see angels of God going up and coming down on the Son of Man. So much Poppy for that reading and hello everybody. It's great to be speaking to you at this all-age service if we haven't met before. My name's Sophie and I'm on the staff team here at St. Saviour's. And today we are exploring this encounter that Poppy so brilliantly read to us between Philip, Nathaniel and Jesus. And as we journey through this passage today, we're going to be exploring three invitations. The invitation to come and see, the invitation to ask questions, and the invitation to see like Jesus. And as Claudia mentioned, we are doing word bingo, which is for all ages, so please do join in if you would like to. And as Claudia clarified, this does start at the start of my talk, otherwise I'm going to be very confused when people are shouting bingo left, right and centre. Let me just pray for us as we start. Father, we thank you for your presence here. And we pray that you might speak to us now by the power of your spirit. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So the first invitation, the invitation to come and see. One thing that you may or may not know about me is that I love games, card games, board games, video games, any kind of games. We've got a PlayStation at home, a Nintendo Switch, a Game Boy, and a cupboard full of card games and board games. And I intentionally have no games on my phone for this very reason. It would just be extremely unproductive for me to do so. And when Simon and I discover a new game that we love, we are quick to share it. We're basically game evangelists. When we discover a new game, we tell people about it, we play it with people, and we even buy it for people as birthday and Christmas presents. And we do that because we believe that we've discovered a good thing is good news. And so we want to share it. We want others to discover the good news for themselves. 
And I think that that's something that we can probably all relate to in some way. When we discover good news, we want to share it, whether that's a new game or a really good film or an exciting event in our lives. I wonder if that's why social media sometimes uh, reads a little bit like a highlights reel. It's often the good news that we share. It is good to share good news. But when it comes to our faith, I wonder if some of us here feel a little bit more hesitant. Something about telling people the good news of the gospel can make us feel a bit apprehensive. Perhaps we're worried about how they will respond. What if they don't receive it, hear it as good news? But the gospel is good news. It is the best news that we could ever possibly share. The theologian and former Archbishop of Canterbury, William Temple, once said that bringing someone to Jesus is the greatest service that one person can do to another. The greatest service that one person can do to another. In our passage this morning, we find a great model for how to share this good news. Philip has encountered Jesus, and Jesus says to him, follow me. And Philip then goes to find his friend, Nathaniel, to share the good news. He says, we found the one that Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. But Nathaniel responds to Philip with skepticism and questions. And it would have been so easy for Philip to answer back and to end up in some kind of a debate. But that's not what he does. Philip simply says, come and see. Or as the message version puts it, come, see for yourself. The theologian Alistair McGrath comments on this. He says that Philip's reply is simple, come and see. In other words, have your doubts resolved by encountering Jesus for yourself. He continues, this is an important model for sharing the good news of the gospel as it directs people's attention away from arguments and disputes and towards the person of Jesus. By saying, come and see, Philip leads Nathaniel directly to the person of Jesus. These words, come and see, are a great model for how to share the good news of the gospel today. Some of you here might know that I've not always been a Christian. I didn't grow up going to church and it was when I was at university that I moved in with a girl called Emily, who is a follower of Jesus. And Emily was a little bit like Philip to me. She never tried to convince me that the gospel is good news through deep, convincing theological arguments or getting into debates, responding to my questions. In fact, Emily often acknowledged and told me that she didn't have all the answers. She simply said, come and see. She invited me to see for myself. I wonder, is there someone in your life that you could invite to?
to come and see. Perhaps someone at school or at work or at the gym or a neighbor. In his Bible in One Year commentary, Nicky Gumbel says this. He encourages us to do just this. He writes, like Philip, you can say, come and see to your friends, your family, and your work colleagues. You can be part of God's plan for people to hear about and to respond to Jesus as you invite them to come and see. How amazing is that we can be part of God's plan for people to hear about and to respond to Jesus. So first, the invitation to come and see. Second, the invitation to ask questions. Philip demonstrates a great model for how to share the good news of the gospel, to simply invite people to come and see, to come see for yourselves. But what about Nathaniel? What can we learn from him? Well, I wonder if Nathaniel gets a bit of a bad rep. His response to Philip is extremely skeptical. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? And this sounds like a bit of a random question, but it's actually really logical. One commentary explains that Nathaniel knows that Nazareth seems to be an obscure place. But more than that, Nazareth isn't the prophesied birthplace of the Messiah, which of course is Bethlehem. We find this prophecy in the book of Micah. And we know that Jesus was born in Bethlehem, but Nathaniel would have assumed that Jesus was born in his hometown, Nazareth. So it's actually, with that context in mind, a really logical and straightforward question. It makes a lot of sense. When Emily invited me to come and see, to come see for myself, we attended Alpha together. And some of you might have heard of Alpha. It's a course to explore big questions of life and faith. We run it um, here a couple of times recently, both in person and online. And when I attended Alpha, when I was exploring faith, I found it so helpful because not only did did it allow me to come and see, to come see for myself, to experience what it is to worship and to listen to talks about the Christian faith, but I also had the opportunity to ask questions. No question was off limits. And it wasn't that my questions necessarily got answered, they didn't. But something about that process of asking questions, of grappling with topics, asking questions, was really important for me as I kind of explored and discovered faith for myself. When Emily invited me to come and see, I still went through that process of asking questions before putting my faith in Jesus. And perhaps you are here today And someone has invited you to come and see. That's why you're here. And I just want to say, you're so welcome. It is so great that you are here. And I encourage you to keep coming, to keep exploring, and to keep asking questions. So first, the invitation to come and see. Second, the invitation to ask questions. And finally, the invitation to see like Jesus. Philip 
shares the good news with his friend Nathaniel. Nathaniel asks questions. Philip invites Nathaniel to come and see for himself. And then we read that Nathaniel encounters Jesus. And there's this conversation that we read about between Nathaniel and Jesus. As Nathaniel approaches, Jesus says to him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. And it's safe to assume that Jesus and Nathaniel have never met before. So in saying this, Jesus is sharing insight into Nathaniel's character. Something in what Jesus said must have rung true for Nathaniel because Nathaniel responds to Jesus, how do you know me? And Jesus says to him, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. We know nothing about Nathaniel under the fig tree. We can only guess. Some suggest that at that time, People would study the scriptures and pray under the shade of trees, so it's possible that Nathaniel was doing that. Perhaps for Nathaniel, this time under the fig tree was a moment just between him and God, a moment, a private moment that nobody else had seen. It must have been significant to Nathaniel in some way, because when Jesus mentions the fig tree, it's enough for Nathaniel to declare Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Nathaniel feels known by Jesus. He feels seen by Jesus. And it changes everything. There is so much power in feeling seen. I remember when I was at school, there was a point when I was having a really difficult time. I felt lonely and I felt isolated and I felt distinctly unseen and Miss Light who was my English and my media studies teacher asked me really <laughs> I thought it was coming next but great congrats everyone I might have done that wrong well done um, we'll see if anyone else joins in a second um, so Miss Light, who was my English and my media studies teacher, asked me to stay behind after class one day. And she noticed that I seemed um, to be quite down. And she asked me if everything was okay. And in that moment, in all honesty, I lied to Miss Light and I said that everything was fine. And I remember walking out the door and wishing that I was going to turn back to actually tell her the truth, but I didn't. But in that moment, with Miss Light asking if I was okay, I felt seen, and it meant so much to me. How can we follow the example of Jesus by making people feel seen? Perhaps that might be noticing that someone's on their own at school and talking to them. Or maybe it's meeting someone at church for the first time and remembering their name the following week. Or maybe it's asking someone if they're okay, if you think that they might be struggling. When we feel seen, we feel known and we feel loved. Hey! 
Okay, that is what I was expecting. I don't know how you guys got there. But congratulations, everybody. As Claudia said, um, there, is, uh, there, there are sweets. There's a well done and a congratulations, so you can collect them after the service. So three invitations. The invitation to come and see. The invitation to ask questions. And the invitation to see like Jesus. As we come to a close, I want to share just one final thought, and this would be a great time for the band to make your way back up. We've talked about seeing like Jesus in that final point. But as we end, I just want to remind us that we too are seen by Jesus. Just as Jesus knew Nathaniel, Jesus knows you, and Jesus sees you. You are seen, you are known, and you are loved by God. Pippa Gumbel in the Bible in one year says this, Jesus sees you wherever you are and whatever you are doing. You are known by him. If you're able, would you like to stand? And I'm going to pray for us and then we're going to move into a time of worship. So let's just invite the Spirit to meet us afresh. Father, we thank you for your presence here, and we welcome you. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. And as I was preparing and praying for this talk, there were a few categories I thought and perhaps people might want prayer for. The first was maybe you responded to that, that first point around inviting someone to come and see. Maybe there's someone in your life that you would really love to invite and you just feel like you need that bit of um, confidence, boldness to invite them to come and see. If that's you, we would love to pray for you. Or maybe you found yourself asking questions for a little while and you feel ready to take that step to encounter Jesus. And if that is you, we would love to pray for you. Please do not leave here without being prayed for this morning. And finally, I wonder if some people here responded to that, that, that last thing that I said about being seen, being known, being loved by Jesus. Maybe you just really needed to hear that this morning. Again, if that is you, we would love to pray for you. So do speak to somebody that you came with if you feel comfortable or come to the front. I'll just be by the sofas if anybody would like prayer.